0: Hey, greetings, everybody. It's Joe Driscoll back here with the Salt City Grind. Thanks for tuning in. Um, For those of you that are unfamiliar, I I run a podcast where I talk about all issues relevant to the 315, exploring politics, exploring issues, uh, getting in the weeds. And today I'm very excited to have uh, the Manliest Democrats on. How's it going, Manliest Democrats?
1: Awesome. How are you? I'm great. Right. Doing good, so,
0: doing well. So, for those of you unfamiliar, in 2019, these guys flipped the um, flipped the town board, uh, turned it all blue through a lot of grassroots organizing and messaging, and uh, really just a lot of great, you know, political work. So, let's do a little round robin, um, little intro, and, and maybe tell us um, why you got involved. So, we'll start uh, with John. Go ahead.
2: So, hi, my name is John Deere, uh, one of the Manlius Town Councilors. Uh, in a past life, I was a database developer. I became a, uh, a political operative uh, in 2017. Got involved with local politics uh, with the Democratic Committee here in Manlius. That's been uh, a huge project for me and for my wife, Berna. Uh, and then, you know, last year, we made a plan to run three strong candidates, ending up with four strong candidates and you know, that was, uh, I will say one of the crowning achievements of my time in politics so far and looking forward to everything that's coming next.
0: Yeah, it's been exciting to watch for sure. I know a lot of people are really watching with excitement and you you guys get referenced a lot. So we'll go to uh, Caitlin next.
1: Uh, Hi Joe, how's it going? It's so nice to see your smiling face. So I was asked to run by John Deere, Um, I can't even remember how long ago anymore, 18 months ago, and I very politely said no thank you, that I was very busy and that I couldn't make the time, and that resulted in John running for office himself as the third candidate and an amazing trio of candidates that included Elaine and Heather, and I took a backseat. It just wasn't something I was ready for at the time. But a few months later, and over those months, I was attending all these town and manliest democratic events. And every time I saw them speak, I just kept thinking, I want to be up there. I wish I was up there. I should have said yes. And it was just a decision I'd made, and I was stuck with it, and I was going to support this amazing team. But then over the summer, uh, due to events you know, happening outside of our control, a fourth seat opened up. And... Um, When you receive a call from the Democratic Party chair at 8.45 on a Saturday morning, you know she's calling you to ask you to do something. (laughs) So (laughs) I listened listened to that, I sent her a voicemail. I'm sorry, Nancy, I sent you a voicemail. And I listened to that voicemail and I called her back a few hours later, thought about it for a few days and realized that this was something I'd been gearing up for my entire adult life. And that local politics is a means to an end that I'm very passionate about urban revitalization, renewable energy, and just community development, making our community a better place all around. So I was thrilled to join the slate of such a great team. And it was a moment of a lifetime to cross the finish line with all of them, um, will be one of the highlights of my life. So yeah. That's, uh, yeah, And I, and I am a, I am a manliest town counselor officially.
0: <laughs> Excellent. I love it. Elaine, you want to introduce yourself?
3: Hi, everyone. Uh, Elaine Jutton. I am a mom of three and a graphic designer, and I definitely got into politics right after the election of 2016. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I've lived in the town of Manly's for over 10 years, and I remember seeing the elections, and there, I mean, there would be uncontested un- elections. Like, no one, there was no choice, and so I knew... Um, after in in 2017, that I thought that I would probably run for office. And so I I did make that decision in 2019. And, and yeah, I'm Manley's town counselor. (laughs)
0: Love it. That's great. Uh, Heather, you want to go next?
4: Sure. Um, As is often the case, Elaine doesn't
0: give herself credit
4: for the ways she's, you know, sort of Integral to a lot of um, integral to a lot of organizations around town, and when you look at the graphic design of some of our favorite candidates and some of our favorite organizations and some of our favorite move, movements, um, uh, Elaine is behind the design, and she's an amazing visual communicator. So, just to, just you've heard some of the intros from folks, and you can really see that people bring complementary backgrounds and skills and energies, and that was made me so excited to join. So my name is Heather Waters. I am a town counselor too, and I started serving also right at the beginning of 2020, so ran in in 2019. And I grew up here in the town of Manlius, moved away after college, for college, came back 18 years later to the city of Syracuse. And Jonah Minkoff CERN was saying, you know, you care about all these issues, you're involved. I was following what he was doing. And and he said, how are you going to be involved here? You should do X, you should do Y, you should Z, do Z. And I, I thought about serving at some point in time, but always thought of myself in the NGO capacity and as a person like the lieutenant to a person who would stand up and be the leader. And so uh, I, of course, um, so I got involved with the League of Women Voters, went to one of my first naturalization ceremonies um, and was so moved by that and, and felt more patriotic than ever. After living in England for three years before I came back to the States, right before I moved to Syracuse, I also realized things, wow, I have not been to all these national parks. Wow, I have not dug into the, the you know, the, the deep divide, the political divide that I've experienced over the years, even in my own family. And I went to grad school for negotiation and conflict resolution. So thought of myself as somebody who could be a bridge builder. So all of these skills and experiences were starting to come together and, and kind of it's always the timing right so i joined the democratic committee in manlius and because so much groundwork had been done by other folks in the last few cycles and the manlius dems over the year always having a commitment to keep the the train running um i think we were in a really excellent position so when i went with my head held low and told john and nancy that i couldn't get this one person i wanted to get to run they said well that's all right you know you should run <laughs> You know, and it's yeah. always that moment, and it's flattering in the moment because you think you you think, wow, well, you would want me to represent you, and I think that's what the moment is there. Like, oh, you'd want me, you'd vote for me, and I'm a fundraiser in my day job. So, yeah, we can talk about this, but you know, I wasn't daunted by some of the things that a lot of other people are. But I, um, and when it comes to the fundraising part, although there were hills to climb there and weird things to get over in your head, you're asking people for money for you to do the job, and. That was a new
0: experience. Yeah, definitely. I can relate to that. I, I definitely have no problem going out and doing stuff for causes or doing stuff for other people. when you do it for yourself it's It's a whole different mountain to climb, and it feels a lot weirder um, definitely well, so the, those are the uh the four candidates, John, Caitlin, Elaine, and Heather. Um, but Sarah, you were you were the uh, you were already in place. Why don't you tell us about uh, about your experience and, and uh, your work in Manlius?
5: Sarah was the OG. She was the OG of this an alien stuff. So yeah, I, I, um, I got involved with the Democratic committee um, years ago. So I was, I was there. And what Elaine said, we, we, we noticed that the, the Republicans were running on We said, you know, we have to run. We can't get anybody else to do it, so we will. So a bunch of us on the committee just all ran. We like picked positions and we just ran for everything. And and that was, that. the plan was to say, we can't just walk away and let them have it. We need to at least say that there is a choice and to represent the fact that there's many Democrats who live in Manlius who would like to vote for a Democrat. And so um, I think we we made a a, a decent campaign uh, with no time and no money uh, because we didn't even, that was the thing is, is you know, the, the schedule that you're supposed to, we didn't even decide until June to run that fall. So okay. we... I like I I got the working families endorsement the week after they closed their option to do that because it was so late in the year, uh, but we we did it anyway and we you know I think th- these guys will tell you door to door is where it's at so we just made people aware of our existence, and people voted for us so it worked out pretty well and um, I was pleased to um, squeak by our my team members uh, many of them. Vo- were behind me by only you know 10 or 15 votes, but I was the one that got uh, across the line. So I had two years to represent our team by myself for a little while.
0: Nice. So that's Sarah and then uh, Prerna.
6: Hi everyone. My name's Prerna Deer. Um, So my day job, I am a registered nurse. um, And um, outside of that, I got involved in the committee. um, It was after the 2016 election. um, And I was helping out on that campaign in 2017 that Sarah got elected on, um, which was great. And that was my introduction to local politics. And that was fantastic. Um, From there, um, I tried to take on various leadership roles within the committee. um, And I ended up being the campaign manager in 2019 for the four town board candidates. Um, And it was awesome. Um, I was campaign manager. I was treasurer. um, I wore a lot of different hats. and uh, it was definitely a great collaboration for all of us, um, and we were able to put together a platform, fundraise beyond what where our goals were. Um, you know, we we really sat down early and really tried to map out what the year would look like. And even though there were you know bumps along the road, and you know some were good, some were bad, and we just we just went with that, um, and we really really were flexible and adapted to everything. Um, And as for right now, um, currently I am the chair of the town of Manlius democratic committee, and we're really focused on what um, elections are going to look like for the next year. So I'm really excited to see how far we've gotten since 2017, how we progressed in 2019 by flipping the town board and where we're going to go from now.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Great stuff. So to that point, um, my first question, I'd be, I guess would be more, more directed towards John and Prerna. Um, You know, A lot of the reason I wanted to do this podcast is because of that conversation that people have been having about, you know, manliness where people, uh, you know, traditionally thought there's, you know, the Republicans went on challenge for so long. Is it even worth the fight? And so throughout Onondaga County, you know, we have other areas um, where Dems have an enrollment advantage, uh, but we don't really have much of a committee in those areas or, or you know, uh, at least a vital committee or, or people running or people challenging town boards. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the, you know, the strategy, the grassroots and, and you know, how we replicate this in, in other areas, you know?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, first, right off the bat, uh, I don't think any of us would be in the position we're in if it weren't for the amazing efforts of Nancy Durkin, our previous chair. Uh, she worked diligently for a long time in a thankless position. Uh, and when, you know, after the 2016 election, when people started to want to get more involved, she was right there, ready to pick up the reins and run an amazing committee and build out a very smart and talented committee. Um, and so, you know, building off of the 2017 campaign, we knew from the beginning, um, I use a lot of my experience uh, from working on Dana Balter's campaign in 2018 to plan for our 2019 run. Uh, I was talking to Nancy when I was the vice chair of the committee um, to, you know, get ready for these elections and find those candidates as early as possible. Uh, And we had also changed uh, to petitioning rather than a caucus, which means it moves the calendar up significantly. Um, And so, uh, you know, as it's been alluded to, I worked with Nancy to identify candidates that we wanted to run. Um, You know, uh, Heather and Elaine were, uh, I don't remember who was brought on first. Um, you know, but we had great, very in-depth meetings. We talked about what it's like to run, the requirements, you know, and the fact that it's a part-time job, you know, for a year and then it's a full-time job for two months. Uh, and then if you win, it's a whole nother job that you got to do. Right. Um, Sarah's experience was incredibly helpful for that. And as Caitlin said, you know, I met with her and tried to convince her to run. She said no. Uh, and th- I had been thinking about running, so that's why I decided to step up. But from the beginning, we met in January at Heather's house uh, with Mark Matt, who ran for county legislator, District 10. Um, I had put together a schedule, a budget, a mail plan. I had put together a field program. And the most important thing that we did was kind of discuss it all. And it was always a safe conversation. We were very open. You know, I told everybody that, listen, I, I think I know what I'm doing, but I can't Prove that to you, uh, but I think I think this is the right direction. We had really good conversations and feedback. You know, we tried to run a very professional campaign. Uh, we all kind of agreed from the beginning to run a really positive campaign. We had the statistics. Dana won uh, Manlius in 2018. John Manion won Manlius in 2018. We knew that Manlius was ready for Democrats, and it was really just a matter of figuring out how to turn them out in an off year. And I will admit, it wasn't easy, um, but. Uh, you know the team that you see is is tenacious. You know we made it very clear we got to knock on doors, we got to talk to people in the community, uh, and that was our that was our whole our whole plan. You know we put together a platform that was easy to understand, and it was not uh, it wasn't you know ideological. It wasn't you know these massive sweeping things we wanted to do. You know we ran on transparency, we ran on governing in a sustainable manner, and we ran on the the notion of putting together a comprehensive land use plan. I mean, these are all real things that you can explain at the door in 30 seconds. Um, and being able to connect with people like that is huge. And, you know, we, we knew we were going to be outspent. We ended up, I think, uh, in the town of Manlius being outspent almost, what, three to three or four to one um and that's uh, we attribute a lot of that success to just the drive of everyone that was running and also too we had an amazing committee that showed up knocked on doors made phone calls that were working for us and again that's why i i really do think without nancy durkin building that strong committee we would not be here uh so that's kind of how to replicate this it starts at the committee level it starts at finding the people that want to know more and quite honestly finding people that aren't that are willing to lose you know, you, I think you learn a lot more from an election that you lose than one that you win. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you. it's very easy to look at things and say, I'm fairly certain this didn't work. But then when you win, you know, there's a hundred reasons why you won. But when you lost, it's a lot easier to identify the major things that cost you. Uh, and then, you know, we, we worked with Mark Matt's campaign on messaging on the platform. We uh, worked together to send out mailers to save money later on. You know, we made sure that if we were putting on an event, we invited Mark to speak. If Mark was putting on an event, we invite, he invited us to speak. Uh, and that's kind of the theme of it too, is in Manlius, we work together. You know, we work together and, you know, we all agree, you know, we we disagree on a lot of stuff, but we agree on so much more. And so it's just easier to come together and talk about, you know, getting our message out. And that's, at the end of the day, that's really what did it for us. You know, we dabbled with mail, we dabbled with digital advertising, but We wanted the doors, Um, you know, we're looking forward to next year, trying to figure out how to do doors under uh, COVID. Um, But again, we wanted the doors and it was through every conversation. I can't, I'm sure everyone has a story of, you know, talking, someone said, oh, I'm a Republican. And can I get 30 seconds and tell you why I want to represent you? And people appreciate that. And, you know, there's no better place to run than at the local level, because at any point in time, you can point to wherever the town hall is and go, that's your building. Don't you wanna have a say in how long we keep the lights on, you know, and everything else we're doing there, what flowers we're planting, whether or not we're using pesticides. <laughs> These are all real things that, you know, Was we were able to connect with people on a real level. Um, and again, I think everyone here would admit, almost every door, there's no Democrats in Manlius. Well, let me tell you that I just knocked on those three doors. I'm gonna knock on those five doors. And, you know, we, that was really the thing. And I think at, at some point during the campaign, we were hitting a critical mass of getting into each neighborhood and making it so that when we weren't there, people were talking about the campaign, you know? And it was really nice to hear that, you know, throughout August and uh, September and October, uh, we were finding out that people were having conversations about the conversations we'd had with folks, just with their neighbors, unprompted, you know, not before lawn signs went out, you know, and that was meaningful. And that meant that we had done enough communicating with the base and with we, we also very heavily targeted unaffiliated voters. Um, in my opinion, they're the best people to talk to because you have to win them over and you have to give them a reason to vote for you. You can't be like, well, I'm a Democrat. You're a Democrat. You should probably vote for me. It's so much better to have that conversation with somebody and go, you don't have an affiliation. I have no idea what your opinions are. What do you want to see? And let me tell you how I plan to deliver that for you. Um, yeah, so that was kind of the strategy of the campaign. That was the overall theme of it. Uh, Pernod, uh, so basically, I started out kind of running the campaign. I was also working on Tony Malavenda's County Executive Race, uh, and once, especially once we picked up Caitlin, there was no way I was going to be able to handle it. And literally, <laughs> we were driving out we were to one day, and I looked over at Pranna in the car, and I was like, hey, uh you think you could be campaign manager for a little bit? She's like, cool oh, on board. we got on. to hand this off. Yeah. And, you know, and we worked together to, to figure out something that worked. And, um, you know, one of the real takeaways, too, is we talked. The, the five of us talked every day. We were in constant communication. Uh, if there were issues that popped up, we had very uncomfortable and dragged out conversations to get through those issues. And that is a major reason why we were successful is because we ran as a team. We agreed on a lot of stuff and we worked together. But, Brandon, if you want to talk about more of the nitty gritty stuff towards the end of the campaign, I'll pass it over to you.
6: Yeah, sure. Um. So, uh, like like John was saying, um, we had a conversation, a very frank conversation, and decided that you know maybe some of the time management issues we were having might be better relieved if, if I became campaign manager and kind of did the day to day stuff and the communication between all the different candidates. Um, so I think I took a, I took came on. I was always kind of like around and helping with stuff, but I think I started like maybe early summer, late spring, something like that, and. Um, So I came on and, um, you know, one of the first things we worked on was the platform. Um, And I remember everybody doing research and compiling. um, I remember Heather had this big Google document and we were all working on it together. And then um, I remember pouring myself over and reading and researching things that I've never heard about ever, um, which was really interesting to me because um, at that point I was like, you know, I don't know any of this stuff. So it's really fresh and new ideas. Um, and it was really excited about how those different things could fit into a potential platform that voters would want to vote for, whether you're a Republican, unaffiliated, Democrat, whatever. Um, and we sat down, um, I think it was like one of the libraries in town and we sat around a big table and we just, we picked apart all the different parts that we thought would be a good platform. Um, and I think that was a huge, um, Key to our success is coming up with something that was not only, you know, achievable, but also something that was, you know, easy to talk to people at the doors about. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was absolutely essential. We had it on every mailer. We put it on social media. Um, I mean, we also had an overall plan. Um, you know, we wanted to appeal to young families. Um, there's a lot of people in the town um, that maybe just didn't feel represented completely or didn't feel completely heard. Um, and so I know from John and myself, we had moved to um, Fayetteville, Manlius in the area um, in like 2014, I wanna say, um, and we left it here. We were looking for a home and crazy enough, we decided to get our first home ever, um, moving from like a townhouse apartment to our first home um, during the campaign a couple months before the election, don't know what I was thinking, <laughs>
5: um,
6: but we did that, and um, you know, we we just a big part of it for us was we want to set roots down. We want to have, you know, we we all have families here. Or we want to have families here, and we wanted to just let voters know that that's what we cared about: the future, the next thirty years, the next forty years, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, so I think the platform is a huge piece. Um, and then Caitlin came on and it made the team even stronger. Um, we had more to talk about in terms of like sustainability. Um, and um, from there, I mean, it just, it was fantastic. Um, we did, a, you know, we raised more than we expected. Um, and we got to do extra mailers because of that. We got to um, pour more money into digital ads, and I thought that was really important, too, to just let people know, like, there are Democrats, there are people supporting us. Um, we're here, and, you know, we're strong, and we're trying to get the word out about us. So, yeah.
0: Love it, love it. I love hearing about it, and it's, it's great to hear you guys talk about, you know, for me, it's like there's, there's a disconnect, like politics is, is something foreign it's it's just this word with no real context and then it's like you know i remember when pam hunter took the um the the county uh county chair role she gave this kind of speech it was like do you care about housing do you care about you know the environment do you care about equity do you care about you know uh gender equality do you care about racial equality and all this stuff and this all happens at your local politics but i feel like so often now we just think of it as like. You know, politics has become a dirty word and politician is a dirty word. And no one really thinks about what the actual job entails or or what politics is. So it's great that you guys talk about your platform and and connecting with people and and how you did. So for the other for the other um, four ladies there, um, I guess I would wonder, like, you know, Tell us a little bit about, you know, for me, I'm I'm really like, I, I love this because so often people are like, oh, Joe Jones is that really political guy. And it's like, you know, just five years ago, I was not engaged at all. You know what I mean? And I, w- I was a traveling musician and rambling around and stuff. And then it's like, you know, you kind of just hop in the fray. So tell us about a little bit for the other other uh, folks on a little bit about what motivated you to run and and some experience from it that's kind of really resonated with you you know and particularly in thinking about you know folks who are on the fence and thinking about doing what you guys did and stepping up in their local communities and and getting involved um you know what's this been like and and kind of you know some words some words from further down the trail so i mean Caitlin, you want to go first
1: sure (laughs) yeah you can throw me on the spot i'm cool with that um
0: roll with it baby (laughs)
1: <laughs> so I for me I think it, Heather actually made a great point earlier that it's this thought of like you want me to run you'll you would vote for me I'm someone worth voting for and I think even when you're looking at national elected officials like Barack Obama or you know Joe Biden and we've got these people running for president and, and Kamala Harris and all these amazing figures that we're seeing like the upper echelons of the democratic party or any party at any point, you know, but the people we are seeing there are still just human beings that woke up and put on their socks and put on their pants and put on their top hats and did whatever else they did the same way the rest of us did. Not that I wear a top hat. I sometimes wear top hats, but it's the, I think that if I could compel anyone to make the decision to consider running, I said, if I can do it, if any one of the faces that you're seeing here can do it, then you can do it. There's nothing There's nothing that sets me apart from anyone else. And I think that what I've learned from my colleagues in serving on the board and in running last year is that there's. it's oftentimes when you're outgoing or charismatic, when you're a good public speaker, a lot of these skills lend itself really well to running for office. But one of my colleagues on the board, Elaine, she doesn't consider herself someone that like loves to get up in front of a crowd. But she's brilliant. Right. She's so smart. She brings so much to the board. And I'm a better board member because of her, because she does so much research. That's just not my skill set. I'm not someone that's going to dive, dive all the way in and get all the way into the weeds. So it takes all kinds of people. And so it doesn't matter what your skill set is. If you're waking up every day and you're leaving your house and you're thinking, this is my vision, like I'm driving up the street, why hasn't that building been rehabilitated? I'm watching the news. Why does no one have health care? I'm going to my job where there are no where there's no diversity at all. There's no people of color working here at my job. If you are caring about those things, then then it's not the special upper echelon of people that run for office. It's just the people that managed to convince themselves that like John said, I'm willing to lose. I'm willing to just put myself out there and I'm willing to lose this race. And I think that the, that what the town of Manlius did before I ever came around was why I won. It, there was years of work that came before me, I ever showed up. And I think that what we saw last year was, were these other communities in central New York that did not fare as well as Manlius did? They're just one cycle behind. Manlius was ahead of the curve. The work had been done, Nancy Durkin and John Imperna, and just all these fabulous people. You know, you couldn't even name them all. The committee is really a tight-knit group, had done this work and had run campaigns, John, one of them, that ran and didn't win and so we saw that last year but it's just putting your name in putting your hat in the ring the top hat that i mentioned earlier see we've come full circle (laughs) that you (laughs) that you're you're building an infrastructure just by doing that and so i think that what we'll see the next cycle is a bunch of just really great people that tried once and built something and that now we can build on top of that and so I just would encourage anyone with even, no matter what your personality, if you feel the fear, if you feel the fear, then that means you're supposed to do it because that means you want to do it and you're afraid to do it. And I just, I would encourage just anyone. if if you want to be a part of this, that there's nothing that sets me or anyone else apart. It's just, it's just that willingness to make yourself vulnerable.
0: So throw your top hat or your Kangle or whatever you're sporting, throw it right in the ring. Yeah. It comes direct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so great, great word there. Elaine, do you want to, uh, as, as we, as we just, uh, Caitlin set that one up as you're the one who, who doesn't love the public speaking, but if you want to do some public speaking with us and, and tell us a few <laughs> things about, you know, what, what the experience has been like, your thoughts uh, so far, and, and thoughts for other people who are considering it.
3: Uh, um, sure, <laughs> but Caitlin's right. I'm I'm very much an introvert, <laughs> like very, very much. And um and I just I'm one reason I ran is because I think again regular people should run. And and one reason why we're so successful is because we ran as a team. And we are all different people and we play we really try to focus on our strengths as much as we could um, which really helps like me because uh i can do the research i can kind of look at the the organization the information and i can present it in a really well easy way to um, get that information out there um and then then we all kind of win because um everyone's doing what they do best (laughs) and um and it's just—it's a definitely a team effort, and yeah. And I always like to mention that when I was running, I my little speech—I had my speech, uh, I had paper everywhere I went. But and and people would come up to me and tell me I did a good job, or or they like no one minded that I had a piece of paper and I and I was prepared. Like people like that. So if you're thinking about it and you're nervous, that's totally nerve uh, fine. I'm shaking <laughs> still. So. Um, but absolutely,
0: Ryan. <laughs> I love run it. For- I love it. And someone just commented. My friend Ann Messenger, who ran uh, for Congress, was saying, uh, you know, the one the one thing that really resonates with everyone who's watching from the outside is manliest Was that it was, a, you know, a team effort, really? Like you're saying, Elaine, and how how you guys really uh, created that that you know that synergy, which I think is, you know, motivates every motivated each of you individually because you were all on that path together, and it really. It really showed from the outside, from for for people watching um, that weren't in the middle of it. Um, but yeah, Heather, do you want to uh, say a few words? Um, you know your thoughts about why you ran. You know how w- what your thoughts are about local politics. Sure.
4: Um, well, first, I mean, we all wanted to prod Elaine to share her brilliance um, on this. We had a we had a couple of winning. Um, moments and things that just sort of really ended up helping people to respond to us, and one of them was something that Elaine um, devised. We talked about the inequality of representation based on party affiliation. Um, you know, before we ran, so if you looked at the. The town, it was one way. So I'll let I'll let Elaine describe how she she put it together. But we all we all we had to do sometimes was just hold our palm card out to people and they would react. And then we had an in just because of something visual.
1: And it was it, I think, and I think this has come up a couple of times. It was so often just saying, like a lot of Democrats just didn't vote because they didn't think their vote mattered. 90% of our job was just saying no you're in the majority, if you vote and we get the other people to vote, we just, that's just a, that's a winning ticket right off the bat. And they're like, are you sure? And I was like, well, wow, look at this handy chart I have, which I actually could go get. It's in my mud room. I was just cleaning and I
6: it found looks, it. I'm, mean, gonna, it so like it. Is, is I'm gonna
0: go get it, Elaine's get it. Elaine's
6: digging <laughs> <at> <laughs> it, too. I right. have the you finalized one, right. one, but I have like the original and I literally, oh, there, there it is, is. to me
3: did you know <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was the original so give us, give us a for the visual there elaine what is that
3: so so yeah i mean everyone didn't I, I remember in 2017 i was knocking on doors and that was the first thing everyone would said oh am i the only democrat on the street and so i mean no, no one knew that no you have there you know this is the oh, nope this is the registration and this and then this was our you know our government so uh, people really responded to the chart to see. Excellent. To see that information.
0: <laughs> and frankly, that
3: gave us a little bit of, for
4: me, I joked about, oh no, now the charts all out of whack again, you know, because we're serving. But really that actually, yeah. But that actually speaks to another thing people were saying to us at the door. So it's all again, about this feedback and this dialogue that you get into, right? With your community when you run and you run hard and you're on the door at the doors, people were saying, I'm looking for fresh representation i think just the energy we brought to, and the positivity and the group feel we were like this little engine that was running through neighborhoods and speaking consistently with the same message over and over and over and showing up to events and being a part of it and saying we want to be a part of this people responded to that so i think even the folks who thought well i don't care which party you're part of but if you're very energized to do this job i think you'll do a good job um and i think about that now when we I think I know one of the things that I'm so proud of is that this wasn't a group of people who, I mean, we self monitor ourselves. This isn't a group of people who think, like, oh, we can vote for whatever we want and we can just blah, blah, blah. I mean, the, the, man, the majority is a really nice place to be. It really is. It's very encouraging. It also makes you feel like you have to get as much done as you can because you have this, this power. But at the same time, rooting ourselves, and I think Sarah's really good at, at doing this for us too, rooting ourselves in, not just what our our dreams are for the town that we, but checking in with the, our neighbors all the time to make sure that we're really grounded in the, the people's voice. Cause we get very excited about, we can have these, you know, I'm always talking about infrastructure wise, how with driverless cars, really want to make sure that the zoning's updated so that when we're building curbs, they're going to be responsive to the driverless cars and weirdly obsessed with it. And yet, you know, that is not as top of mind as making sure that we're checking in with the food bank, food pantries to understand what's going on with um, how our our you know people in our community are doing. So, I mean, I ran because I wanted to open the door. I hated this idea that it was this closed door society where people were were in professional positions and were shown to be competent managers and then were assumed to be the right people to represent the whole town and run the town. And that concept of running the town is done actually by these really professional staff people that we have at the town. (laughs) And so, you know, the legislators are there to to make sure that the vision and the will of the people is represented. And so I liked that switch and I think that's a really important difference that we came in with that idea. And that actually has helped us to be partners with the departments in the town. Maybe they were nervous about new people coming in that we would be um, really partisan and and have a lot of ideas about the way what shape they should be in. And um, yeah, so that was interesting. I ran because I wanted to open the door. I have an eight-year-old son. I was really busy with work, I was traveling and this door opened to me saying, would you like to try to walk through? And I said, how could I do it alone? And I was told you won't have to be alone. (laughs) But there are moments where you're alone and that was the case, I was never alone really. But there are moments where you have to personally pick yourself off the floor and say, I have to go canvas right now. I have to make those phone calls. I have to forego doing this, you know, this, this, this activity with my kiddo um, to do this and make the choice to be an example for your child in this regard versus um, be there sometimes and have your, your, in my case, having Sterling, my husband there and my mom being willing to know that my, one of my sisters has moved back into the area. I'm, I'm getting ready to run another race and, and I just drafted her for, kiddo support um, when COVID clamp is over. So um I ran to open the door and I want to continue to do that. I, I, I really do. No, that's and there are a lot of national organizations that are starting to see the importance of the of supporting the local races. So I also want our team to be the kind that keeps unlocking other doors. So we bring everybody along. There are other towns that were where we were great. We're all just leveling up. And passing back the good information, the good supports, and um, to, to keep making progress. Because we have, I think across all the towns, we have folks in government who maybe migrated in local government in particular, migrated from other sorts of institutions like fire departments and um, whatever else, budget offices from places or business. And yeah, so that's, thank you so much for the
1: for the, for the opportunity to be here
4: tonight. This is
0: very, very cool, but. I love yeah. it. I, and I, love I could it. talk all night. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's great. Jill,
1: can I expand on something Heather said for a second before we sure. move sure. on to the next topic? I think that Heather, I think you're touching on something that's so important and that you, myself and Elaine all did, which was to run as mothers of young children. And us, uh, Elaine has three kids and I have two myself. And I'm a single mom. So I, I really relied on my parents as well. And the night I got the nomination, I was just so thrilled. And I remember I called my parents and they said, and, and I think this is important to mention, they said, this, isn't, this is not what we wanted for you. And they were afraid for me. They were afraid for their granddaughters. And my daughters are biracial, they're black. And you know we live in, in Manlius, which is not the most diverse community in in the state certainly and, and it it brought on a lot of fear and so it was both because of my daughters that I ran I wanted to advocate for them and I wanted to advocate for their community as an ally and to be a part of the of of creating a world where they have every opportunity and then I also almost didn't run because of them because and I think every mom because Heather said, there's some stuff, and you could cry, right, talking about it. There's some stuff you just don't get to go to. There are some, con- there were there was a concert of my daughters that I missed because I was at the Association of Towns training after we got elected. And um, it really, the pandemic, and in many ways, with everything being on Zoom, like they're in the other room, I can hear them chattering on joyful noise coming from the other room. But it was uh, knocking on doors if it wasn't for my parents. And if it wasn't for my willingness to make that sacrifice, but I think that the organizations that Heather mentioned—that there's a lot of supportive organizations for women running for office, for moms running for office—and yeah. that we have a skill set, mothers have a skill set and an angle and a perspective that's really important. That if they, I would like to see supported more.
0: I love it. You guys should check out the the last pod I did with um, Sally. We talked a lot about. Um, you know, just the, the, you know, her work and, and, you know, the kind of feeling that that's, you know, the, the political revolution to come when we look at other, you know, we look at other countries and, and the way the U.S. has been underrepresented, uh, by women and, and mothers, especially it's really great. You know, that I think that's another really fascinating and wonderful aspect of your guys, uh, journey here is that, you know, that seventy-five uh, percent of you, and well, actually, uh, currently, what eighty percent of you uh, um, are, we're, were female candidates, you know, and, and mothers. And You're so, so
1: good at math, Joe. I'm very- I did that,
0: you know. I did that on my feet, just, you know, <laughs> not even a college It's amazing. I didn't do common core <laughs> or anything, just like that. But um, with that, we'll go to uh, to the OG. To the uh, to the one to the one who was there first, uh, Sarah. So tell us about about your experience and what it's been like with all this. Uh, I, I would love to hear as well what it was like, you know, you being on the board already and then seeing this whole, you know, this, this rise of the uh, of the youngins here that 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 came up.
5: Well, one thing I'd like to to emphasize is that the value of working on other people's campaigns as a way to learn how to run your own. And and I just think that our um, our committee has been engaged with um, certainly my Mark Matt was was absolutely terrific to work with, Mike Montez. You know, so we had these other campaigns that were working simultaneously um, where we could be learning from others and engaging people who maybe didn't really care about local, local politics, but they cared about county politics. And you can say, well, you know, before the county, you have the town. And, you know, where we, funnily, where we live, half the people don't know there is both a town and a village. So you start with some very basic civic education with that at every door. So, you know, why would, I don't live in Manlius. Why would I vote for you? I said, yes, you do. Sorry. Uh, But, you know, those kinds of things, that, that, that stuff, it gets, while you're out, knocking doors for someone else you you pick up some of those those tips you kind of learn some things and in that listening process um, you get to be what are the things that people actually care about so that in terms of designing it's great to design a platform that's something that I might be passionate about but what we want to do is actually find out what are the residents passionate about and see right. if we can build that into a platform and so I would I would just say you know I think that our up ticket. Um, people have been, you know, very generous with us. Dana Balter, John Mannion, Al Stirpe have really been helpful in in working with our town Uh, committee members and and us as candidates, again, um, cross eventing where you, you know, you get to speak at their events and those kinds of things. So it helped us get in with the Democrats, but in in order to win, you need the independents and other people who are just maybe non-voters to show up. And that's, that's the piece where I, I think I would encourage people who are thinking about it, practice on somebody else's campaign if you don't feel quite ready yourself and, and get in there and, and hear from, what, from people. And you're gonna say, you know, just because you're not, maybe if, if this audience is primarily, you know, dyed in the wool Democrats, it, there's a lot of like pretty normal people that are not. And you can talk to them. <laughs> and um, and they, have, they have, especially at the local level, the, the issues are really much more similar and there's really not so much di- divide and and sort of everybody is purple and we can we can get some stuff done. So I, I think that that's that's a message that that I would like to share. Um, I think in terms of the campaign there, you know, I was volunteering on their campaign, you know, that that was it was my year to be off. So I was I was working on their campaign. And I think, you know, the other counselors who were in office at the time were, were running theirs. And they never imagined that all of us would win. I mean, it just it never crossed anybody's mind. So I think, I think the biggest sort of the biggest shock was that it was a sweep. I, I think everybody thought, oh, someone's going to win. You know, we'll have a little adjustment. You know, every three or four years, we have a little adjustment. Big, No big deal. No one imagined the sweep. And so I think that the, just the level of shock amongst all the employees, all the electeds, everybody in both parties, frankly, everybody was just totally floored. And um, except maybe Perna, maybe she knew. Uh, but, um, <laughs> you know, so I, I think that was the biggest, there was like a two week period where nobody like nobody did anything because they just couldn't. They just couldn't figure it out. And then we started work to get on board. But um, it, there was definitely it was definitely a very surprising move to win so big. And I think that was really the the what made it newsworthy that it was that that it was the sweep and that really surprised everybody.
0: Yeah, that was that was totally amazing. And Sarah, and Sarah you just hit so many good points. It's crazy. You know, I, I was really. Um, you know, I love that aspect of of local politics being purple, you know, that that the whole partisan divide that just turns people off from politics at a national level and, and recently even at the state level, um, and, and can be at times at the county level, at 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 local levels seems to be in, in such a lesser grade because there's there's so much more we can agree on and and, and really taking it to, you know, what is the people's vision of, you know, and, and meeting with the, with the neighborhoods and the communities and, and um, you know, getting a sense of what the community wants. So, you know, I, I always say I try to keep these uh, to about an hour and surprisingly, 50 minutes just flew by very fast. We're already at the 10 minute mark. So I wanted to like, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, trying to encourage I think, you know, people, there's there's loads of towns and villages throughout Onondaga County where, you know, if Democrats don't have um, an enrollment advantage, they at least have an equal footing, you know, and, and loads of them where, and, and again, when turnouts are so low in, in, in between years, the enrollment advantage Really doesn't mean all that much if you can turn people out. If your messaging is strong and and you you knock doors and you talk to people and, and you call. But I'm curious, I also wanted to touch on the um, the transition, which is always fascinating for me. I I it always used to crack me up. I, I wanted I've wanted to post so many snarky Facebook. What, what they call like vague booking, you know, vague status, <laughs> how how often what the qualities that make someone a great candidate are not necessarily what makes someone a great elected official. Um, there's, there's obviously a big transition going from being the candidate to, to being an elected official. Um, so I'd be curious to hear, you know, you guys talked about your platform. Um, I don't know if we do a toss up or around Robin or whatever, but you know, what are you guys' thoughts about um, what it's been like to transition from candidate to elected official, and how you feel you've done with the platform? Um, I don't know who wants to go first, or or how you want to parse it out.
1: I might nominate Elaine to go first, actually, because I am remembering. and the smirk on my face is the memory of as we got closer to the election, we'd have these big meetings. We're talking, and you know, we're brainstorming. Everyone's knocking on doors. You got to get out, knock on doors. And then Elaine would chime in and say, what are we gonna do if we win? And we're like, that's a problem for later, Elaine. That's a problem for later. We have problems right now. And she's like, but no, what are we gonna do if we win? And then when we all won, she's like, I've been saying this for <laughs> a week. What are we gonna do if we win? And when we won, we were all like, oh crap, what are we gonna do now? And Elaine was like, I, I've been saying this. So Elaine, I would love to hear your thoughts. Elaine, what, what are
0: you guys gonna, gonna, gonna do, do when do? you win? What did you do when you won?
3: Um, okay. So I have some thoughts. I just said, uh, so just going from campaigning to being an elected official was a whirlwind. Like there was just so much information just thrown at that at us and to take it all in was, um, a lot. Um uh, but we had a great team at, at the town to help us transition, transition. And, um, there is training <laughs> for your roles. So, which was, uh, great. And, um, so I, so just some other thoughts was when you're, when you're campaigning, it takes a lot of work and time. The same thing when you're an elected official, it, there is no definition. There's no job description. It's how much you, you can put into it. So, um, and then the knocking on doors again, just comes right back to that because you've been talking to your neighbors, um, and is which is really great and necessary because then you can take all those conversations that you've had with you as a representative to guide you when you have to make those decisions. And Great, so thanks, those Elaine. are
0: my thoughts. <laughs> so let's, let's touch on the strokes. Yeah. Uh, John, you want to say something, about the, the strokes of the, the platform and how it's, how it's gone. You know, once you get, what are you going to do when you get in office? What did you do when you got in office? How did the platform go when the rubber hit the road?
2: Yeah, so I mean, the transition process was crazy. Which I want to give a shout out to our town clerk Allison Weber and our town manager Ann Oot, who did an amazing job making that happen as smoothly as they did. Um, and so that was really the process. Is we, you know, we all had plans, but what do you do when you get there, and how do you actually act, you know, go down those roads? Uh, and I know one of the first things I did <clears throat> before I was even sworn in, I started doing research into um, the broadcasting street uh you know platforms that we would use um because i i told everybody there's no reason we can't make it so that you can watch our town board meetings at home and also you can watch them on saturday morning when you know you're not worried about the next day of work and taking care of your kids and everything and that was one of the biggest things it's it enhanced everything else we did by bringing more people into the process just like we knock on doors to win over People and to activate voters, we need to make government as acce- as as accessible as possible. It ended up being a huge, huge win for us. With the pandemic happening, we were actually able to assist all three villages with making sure they were still able to hold public meetings. We use a great uh, service called Boxcast. We bought a camera; it's plug and play. It was very cheap. Uh, you know, we've been iterating. It's not perfect, but it's a big step forward. And you know, definitely. You know, it was great to, you know, be a month in and be able to say we have delivered on a third of the, of what we told people we were going to do. And even there from there, we've been working diligently to make sure that government is as open and transparent as possible. You know, we've been holding extra public hearings. We've been holding them open for a long time. We've been actively engaging residents. We've been uh, doing listening sessions and information sessions. Um, you know, as much as some people don't like Zoom, Zoom has been a huge boon to us this year, being able to bring people together in a really tough time. Um, And, you know, we ran out sustainability. And some of the first things we did was make it easier to install solar panels and all these great things. And we've got our comprehensive plan in the work. And it just took a little time to orient ourselves, figure out how we're going to deliver. And also, too, like, there's a lot of work in being a a counselor that isn't the fun, flashy stuff. You know, you got to read through Pages and pages financial information every two weeks. You know, you got to read the minutes from the last meeting and make sure that they're representative because we got to vote on those. And then you gotta read a monthly financial report. And so it's it was really just a matter of balancing that. And I mean, I, I think everyone agreed. It took like four months before we all really realized it was just like, okay, so like there's work that has to get done, and then we can just decide what the next project is. We have all these amazing professionals at town hall. If I have an idea, like I talk to them and I say, how would we go about doing this? Or what would be the appropriate way to do this? And it's been quite a process, but, um, I think we've all really come to enjoy it. And I think our, our, you know, our, our group dynamic works really well, especially after the campaign that, you know, we all just support each other. So, you know, if Caitlin's taking the lead on something, we all rally behind her and make sure she has the support she needs. I know my colleagues here have been incredibly helpful when I wanted to sell, you know the the, the public stream, you know, live streaming of stuff, and you know further other stuff we've been doing. But it you know it's been like I think someone said it's a whirlwind, but it's a learning process, and I think we I think we have done a really good job so far in delivering on what we wanted to deliver for people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Caitlin, I know sustainability was such a um, you know is is your lifeblood. Um, do you want to talk about the you know the aspects what you guys have done to um, you know, fulfill that promise of of more sustainability for for the town.
1: It was really awesome when I joined, when I got when I got the nomination, joined the slate, and I saw the list. I saw the platform, and I was like, "Yeah, I got th- I got this. I'm on board, literally and figuratively. Like, this like this was everything I had ever been passionate about the comprehensive planning and the sustainability in particular. I there was so much to do. And so again, kind of in thinking along those lines of if you're thinking about running for office, like, think about what you know, right? Like, think about what you understand. Like, you don't have to become an expert in all municipal governance on day one. There are a lot of professionals that can help you. Uh, Tim Fritesky is our town attorney. He's been awesome. And as John mentioned, Allison and Anne have been great. Like, you have people you can ask. Like, there's department heads that are experts in their field they're they're all day, every day, it's our full time job. So don't feel like you have to come in and become an expert. The, the strength is in recognizing your relationships and building relationships with those people and leaning on them. So yeah. we were able to move very quickly on our promise of sustainability, because in terms of one doing what you know, I have a background in in renewable energy and then also there was the town had really not focused on sustainability very much at all they had done a couple things here and there which were really great the things that they did but there was a lot of work to be done and so there was a lot of low hanging fruit there was a lot of easy stuff we could get done right away in, as it related to our solar code and and um and making it easier for people to put solar panels on their property um, opting into the, um, the the unified solar permit, for example, was something that that we did, and we opted back into the property tax exemption for solar. I knew all of those things, not only because I have a background in it, but because I have relationships with people at the Central New York Regional Planning and Development Board. They're the experts. I called them. I said, "What does Manlius need to be doing that we're not doing?" They told me. I researched it, discussed it with them, brought it to the town, and we moved on it. Our yeah. big our biggest thing, and when I knocked on doors, this is what I talked to everyone about, was putting solar panels on our landfill. We have this old landfill that's right next to DeWitt's old landfill, and DeWitt's landfill is covered in beautiful solar panels, producing tons of renewable energy, providing very low cost energy to the town of DeWitt. Why isn't Manlius doing the same thing? And we did, we did, over the course of these several months, um, enter into an agreement with a developer to start the process of doing that. And awesome. so that was it, like there's hanging for, and then there's big projects, and that was certainly a big project. Um, awesome. So that was there's and there's more to do on that yeah. on that theme. But what I will say is that leaning on the professionals, making it your own, and that we all really relied heavily on Sarah. Like we we would be like, let's ask Sarah, and we still do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's ask Sarah how this is normally done. So find the people in, and like Allison Weber, our town clerk, has been, has gone above the and beyond, and then even above and beyond that, way more than anyone could have ever expected of her. Um, and she, like find your allies, find the people that know what they're doing, that are experts in what, how everything is running, and that want to help you succeed. Uh, because yeah. without them, without Sarah, without Allison, without Anne, and uh, without Kay, Um, Is the assistant to the supervisor, the all all the department heads. Without all these people, we would not be successful.
0: So it's a great point because I think you know people said to me when I was running, I would never run. I'm so scared. Like I don't know, you know, I'm not an expert on 75 different you know issues that you And It's like yeah, neither am I. But like you know, you're you're gonna have to you know a lot of it is knowing who to ask, who to lean on, um, who to ask for help, and and who has that wisdom. Um, so, uh, great point. So, Heather, how about you? How about the transition from from candidate to elected official? How's it been, and and you know, what are your feelings?
4: Yeah, it's awesome. I'd echo everything everyone said, and I would add to it by just saying that we were lucky to get a chance. And Karen Rigney was another person who was super supportive, and Mary Kuhn as well, were really, really supportive of us. And and Karen gave us so, uh, and made sure we knew we were invited to go to the local progress um, training. And that was great, local progress, uh, part of um, the Center on Popular Democracy, right? So that was cool. And I have gone back to that network many times. And for example, when we were looking at thinking about captioning for um, captioning or working to get ASL interpretation at some point, I did a search and noticed that um, in Pittsburgh, they were doing that for sure. And one of the leaders was one of our local progress colleagues. So I immediately emailed her. So, you know, just using that network. And also I loved the moment, and I just want to remember, like remind everyone, there was a moment when the uh, incumbents that were there, that were not Sarah, they suggested that we have the former a former leader come on as a consultant for something. And it was like the strangest moment of like, are we going to find our power or not? Because from the beginning, it's almost like we thought, well, we have to do exactly that plan. And then we thought about it. Have to do that plan? That's a bad plan for all these reasons. We had real legitimate reasons, but we were willing to yeah, That it. was a very that was a very terrifying
1: and then subsequently empowering moment. That was it, that was it. It was
4: sort of like this moment of no you're in charge. You have to take responsibility. That's the new part. But and you can be fallible, but you yeah, you 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 can go your own way. You can make your own choices, which is really really exciting.
0: Awesome. Sarah, how about you? How about, um, how's it been being the, uh, you know, everybody, they said they all turned to you for advice on on all this stuff. So uh, what's it been like for you transitioning to an elected official and then having all these, you know, being in for that short period of time, then having all these other elected officials looking to you for all the answers. Well,
5: for a little while it was, um, drinking from a fire hose, but, um, it's, It has, and then, you know, and then of course COVID happened. And so then there was a different fire hose to deal with, with, with all that. Um, I would say that, that I think the, the enthusiasm and the, maybe the more policy oriented nature of, of these particular counselors, um, has changed some of the dynamic of, of the work that's done. I mean, the majority of the work is still very mundane. I mean, if, if. The the town is um, police and highway, and you know that's what we do, and it's it's important, and it's expensive, and it's that's what our job is, and so there's a lot of stuff that's not as glamorous, and so the fact that each of these um, new individuals had some pet project that they wanted to see happen, it just kind of it you don't you don't get to stop doing all the regular stuff, so you do that, and then you get this extra project that you get to do on top of it. Um, and, uh, and that's been fun, but it is more work. So anyway, I just want to say to people, when you run, if you think campaigning is a lot of work, uh, it can be just as much work to actually win. So um, just keep that in mind. And I do want to make sure we give Heather a few minutes. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well,
5: to- guys, me or guys, I was in gonna- prayer enough.
0: <laughs> no, I- talking about the unsexiness, it seems like for me as a counselor, it feels like that's like. Eighty percent of it (laughs) is like the really unglamorous, unsexy stuff. Prerna, what what are your what are your uh, thoughts about watching all this? All these people going from you—you know, you're the one that the one that's uh, hasn't transitioned. But what's your experience? How does it resonate with you watching all these cats from going in into uh, you know going from candidate to elected?
6: Yeah, so um, it's been an incredibly rewarding experience. It's been really surreal. I can't tell you how many times I'm just like whoa, you guys are in the paper. I helped do that. That's cool, you guys are counselors. So like it hits me at moments throughout this past year, it's just hit me over and over again, how incredibly um, impactful it was, um, the whole campaign and that you guys are actually in there doing the work now and things that I remember sitting around a table talking to you guys about, I mean, I really hope we can do this. This will be so cool for the town of Manlius. And the fact that that stuff is coming to life is one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever seen. I thought that um, you know, my my emotions about everything were sky high the election night. And I have to say like over and over again throughout this past year, it's really just been like every, every few weeks, it's just rewarding all over again. Cause I, I just see how incredible you guys are and all the work that you're doing and see how passionate you are about it. Um, and it kind of gives me like those warm fuzzies all over again, just like election night. Um, and election night was was amazing. I mean, I remember t- I, I was the one who told John, "Hey, I think I think we all won." And he's like, "There's no way. There's <laughs> absolutely no way all four of us won." I'm like, "No, no,
1: you guys you guys did win." Um, I openly argued with like twelve people. I was like, "No, we didn't. No, I, I, wow. I, just, I refuse to admit it." I was like, "No, when when." Doesn't stamps the form. That's when I will acknowledge.
6: Kaylin, yeah, I remember that. I remember you coming up to me saying, "What does this mean? Does this mean we won?" <laughs> and I was like, "Give me a second. I just need to make sure." <laughs> so, yeah. So I basically just want to say that, um, you know, uh, just watching everything this past year um, unfold and how you guys have addressed like the things you wanted to address, but on top of that, doing it while there's a pandemic um, and being able to manage everything throughout that has been incredibly impressive. And um, I thought, you know, we were all friends before and we were friends during the campaign. And now I'm like, I'm really happy to be your, your friends. Sure. <laughs>
1: so, um, Yeah, so. It's family it, now, parent. It. It's family now.
0: <laughs> family, I love it. I love it. See what a democratic committee can do. <laughs> Amazing things. So um, I'll, I'll close with this one. It kind of cracked me up. Um, as I finished my first term, I was sitting with a veteran politician who I won't, I won't name, but was higher office and established and was like, so what do you think? you going to do it again. Um, And it it was kind of funny because like, I'm sure you guys can relate in in that respect. Like as soon as you get in, it's like, um, I I always jokingly say it's more like people are like, do you enjoy it? Do you like, and I'm like, it's more like an addiction. (laughs) Like it's, it's more like, it's, more like it's, it's something that I seemingly need. I, I guess I like, this. like, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, it, there's an aspect of that though, where it's like, you know, you're in the pub, you're, I mean, it's not like you're, you know, it's not like you're um uh, Madonna or Michael Jackson or something, but like everybody's got an opinion. Everybody lets you know it. Um, you know, there's a lot of scrutiny. You're in the paper, sometimes for good things, sometimes for not good things or, or, you know, every Internet, uh, you know, everyone shares articles on Facebook and everyone wants to tell you their opinion of, of what they think about you and what you've done. And it's a strange dynamic. So I guess I would close saying, you know, um, is everybody running for another term next? And how enthusiastic is everybody about the gig right now? Are, are you a little rocky or is everybody gung ho and ready to go for another term? And we'll, we'll go around Rob and John.
2: Uh, I, I think I will definitely be running for, uh, my position again, uh, if that works out, but I think what you said is right. It's an addiction. I love knocking on doors and it's, I told everybody I talked to, if I get elected before I get elected, if you call me, I will pick up and I'll do my best. And you know, it's, it's funny because when my phone rings and I see that it's probably a constituent, um, it's a, a little a little bit of like, okay, okay, it's it's showtime. But then once you start having that conversation, like you said, it's addicting. It's so nice to be able to talk to people and be like, I actually can answer your question, Yeah, and it's a good answer. You're gonna like it. And that doesn't happen all the time, but you know it it really is something that uh, you know, public service in a way is just it's it's something that feels really rewarding. and uh, I don't think there's anything where I felt that my hard work is directly yeah. translating into good. so.
0: I'm. Uh, I'm nice. going to be uh, hanging I out. I love for that. A while. That's that spot on. Caitlin, how about you?
1: So I think it is interesting because all of the faces that you're looking at here uh, for those that ran, we all have run and won at least once. What we all run, we've all run in in one one time, and we and uh, Sarah and I will have to run again together next year because I was a special election. I was filling yeah. the last two years of a two-year term. So we're, once again, the families all together and we're on the advent of what it means to run a second time and it has been difficult at several junctures and I'm a I'm a pretty sensitive person um and while I love constructive criticism it's my second favorite thing after people telling me how awesome I am so <laughs> I I take it but I, it, it can be difficult you know like in your trying your best and you're new and none of us are perfect so When you've got people that you love, people that you respect, people that you care about calling you and saying you messed up, or people that you have no clue who they are, they're strangers on the opposite side of a mouse and a screen and a keyboard saying horrible things, those things are tough. And I wish that those things, the latter things, would go away. I think that there's no place in society for that type of behavior. But I think that what John said is true. When you are when you can have a conversation with someone, even people you don't agree with, and say, I hear you, I see you, I feel you, and I represent you. Like, my job is not to be Caitlin Creasel Town Council. it's supposed to be Caitlin Creasel, your representative. And so I take from you what you're passionate about, what you care about, and I represent that. And I don't care if I agree with you or not. There has been a couple issues that have come up over the summer that I disagreed with, but the, the resounding support from the community went the other way. And I represented that view after speaking very clearly on my thoughts. And so I think that everything I've learned in this last year and we will, will continue to learn over the next year, then I'm very excited to run again for town board and to run with Sarah and whomever the third candidate might be um, for the second round of the. I mean, to have the OG on your squad.
0: Right. It's
1: um, but you make it your own. You make it your own. Like when you run, when you're a representative, you make it your own. And I'm excited to to see how that evolves.
0: Nice. Elaine, you
3: I don't know. <laughs> uh, I I'm very excited to have this first year under uh and I learned so much and I look forward to the next three years. Um so you'll have to check back in with me.
0: <laughs> oh, you guys, I forgot. So see for for council, we're every two. I forgot you guys are yeah, four.
3: I'm four, so. So, I yeah, I have some time. I have some time. See how those,
0: see how those three years go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a totally legitimate response, then, because that's a, three years is a long time.
3: <laughs> I got to see so, where I take
0: am. Most of that time. And Heather, how about you? I, I, I know the news, but perhaps you can tell us you plan on continuing in the political game?
4: yeah um in the spirit of sort of keeping those doors open and swinging the door open i am going to take a swing at district 10 for the onondaga county legislature Woo! Yes, <laughs> and so uh, you know building on thank you building on the amazing momentum that we have from our Matt, and um i think that what's so cool is that we are um you know, I love the work so much. I really do. I really enjoy it. I can't believe that I'm in a you know three hour long meeting every other you know Wednesday, and so energized and so interested and so thrilled to do it. Uh, and then that we want to work on. It's hard to do the everyday things. And that's why, again, thank goodness for Sarah being the most amazing project manager ever, ever. And Elaine being an amazing researcher and, you know, and Caitlin being the amazing connector and John working on the internal coordination. And I'm often a bridge builder, but also someone who's a really, I tend to be a a big thinker and I always have people who help ground me. So So that's one of the reasons I'm interested in the Ledge. Um, I can see how what we're doing in the town intercepts with the county. And I can see how we can carry our values and the interests of the people through to the county because let's face it, people don't understand what the Ledge really does. They really may understand the executive role, but they don't understand the Ledge's role. So that's one of the things that I really hope I can help people invest in their representation at that level. And if I get to serve, uh, for two more years after this next year on the town board instead that will be a total win and i will feel honored to do it so um pretty excited thanks thanks again for this time today it's been really fun
0: awesome Heather. thanks so much for for all your uh all your thoughts and 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 um you know all all you guys are doing it's it's just great um sarah so i caitlin's already thrown you under the bus yeah. she says yeah. you are-
5: no surprise here. Um, I, I I love local politics, and I plan to stay in it.
0: Yeah. Good. Well, how about how about you, Pran? Are you uh, you're not elected, but you're knee deep in it. Um, you, you still you still feeling passionate. You're still going to engage in these campaigns, and you know stay on as the um, as the committee chair, and and you're gung ho.
6: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm really excited for this next year. I'm already seeing a lot of people, um, a lot of passionate candidates coming out and talking about how excited they are. Um, So as chair of the town of Manlius Democrats, I'm definitely um, excited to work with everyone who's interested in running and
1: see where we go. Yeah.
0: More excited than ever. (laughs) Well,
1: so I found when I was, I had my box of fun, which is like, I can't throw any of it away, you guys. I kept it all. Like, what are we gonna what am I gonna do about this? But I found this also. I pulled it off my fridge. Oh
0: yeah, that was so iconic. That was epic. This is Get iconic. it a little closer. Iconic.
5: Get a little closer to the camera. Look
0: at that. No, the other yeah, right. there you go. That way. <laughs> there they are. I can't
1: see it there. Can you see it? Yep. See, John?
2: It was definitely one of those conversations that took a little while to get through whether or not we were going to use that photo and I'm happy we ended up doing it because it really resonated with folks. I on some
1: doors that a couple days later and this one lady was like, how do I know you? I recognize you from somewhere. And she goes, you were in the Beatles thing. She goes, I throw all those things away, but I picked that up and looked at it because I was trying to figure out what the heck it was. And I was like, yes, that's all we wanted. That's all we wanted. But like be visionary, be creative. Like it's about like you're a candidate. It's you put yourself into it, and I'm I'm excited to see what comes out next year. I can't wait to see what comes out from around the region. Do do stuff like this. Do cool stuff. People <laughs> will vote for you.
0: <laughs> That's great. I love it. Well, I'll close I'll close the episode with um, when Mike Green joined the council. He sent me a note lo- uh, a note that said, "I'll quote Leslie Nope, uh, quoting Theodore Roosevelt." The greatest gift that life has to offer is the opportunity to work hard at work that is worth doing. So, you know yeah. that's As you guys were talking, uh, you know that little Parks and Rec reference uh, came into my head, and I think that's that kind of summarizes the conversation that we've had. Is uh, you know local politics is daunting and and can be quite exhausting and um, at times you know really taxing, but at the end of the day, like John was just saying, you know, and and a lot of you guys were saying as it resonates, you know, being able to help and, and, you know, improve your community um, is really what it's all about at the end of the day. And that's, you know, that's, that's work worth doing. So again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks. Thanks to everyone who, uh, and joined us. Thanks. And remember guys, these guys are just like, you know, just like all of us, they just got together, formed a little click and, uh, And uh, swept the, swept the GD town board, so <laughs> anyone can do it. So uh, so get motivated, and uh, thank you so much, all the Manly East Democrats. Thank you guys for uh, for joining me today and having this fun conversation. A lot of people have uh, have been uh, doing little heart emojis and stuff in the comments. So uh, thank you guys. Uh, everyone appreciates it. Thank you for sharing your stories with us. Much appreciated, y'all.
5: Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Yeah. Bye.